0: joined today with the lovely Gemma Robinson, debut author. And we're just going to have a really lovely conversation about your writing journey, um, your publishing journey, and how it is to be an author, um, what you've got going on, what you've got to look forward to. Um, But what's particularly going to be really lovely is to just kind of hear more about where the Beginnings of the Stars That Guide You Home kind of came from. Um, so we're kind of interested what research you had to do, uh, if there was any at all. <laughs> there was there was
1: research. Like, because it's my own world, I kind of took a few creative, um, what's the word, leniencies, um so but there was certain aspects of it that I wanted to kind of be historically accurate namely um the medical side of it because obviously one of the main characters is a doctor so I wanted to kind of know the um medicines that were used in like Tudor times which I think is where it's predominantly based if you were to base it in in like a real world sense yeah Um, and the (laughs) the other was the the torture aspect so my internet history was very interesting for a while but again if you're gonna do it you want to make sure that you're hitting the mark with how things were back then um so yeah I I had some interesting internet history um I bet <laughs> do
0: you know mine's very interesting in this role as well because I'm constantly researching and <laughs> it, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so with that said what was potentially the hardest scene or some of the hardest scenes to write about were there any or
1: um there's one I've said I think I've said this on other podcasts there's one particular chapter from Edmund's point of view which was hard anyway because you're getting into his head because he's not very nice obviously um and you know at that point in time he's being not very nice to one of my favorite characters so it's kind of getting into the head but also trying not to make him too like pantomime villainish. kind yeah. of you have yeah. gotta draw that fine line between him being like evil and not being like pantomime evil um but like just being in his head that was definitely the hardest scene for characterization purposes and for the fact that it's not a very nice kind of scene so uh, yeah. I think that definitely the the hardest kind of yeah
0: I guess it's like the psychology of literally getting your mindset into someone that's capable of causing such atrocities and things Well, I mean
1: because he's he's not nice any. he's not a nice person anyway just in general but you've got the added thing on top of that that he's kind of now got his hands on the man who's kind of you know yeah. His wife is in love with, so it's kind of yeah. this is his like one chance to kind of be evil. <laughs> and he takes it. So it's yeah, that was definitely hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can I can imagine. And I guess would you describe that as probably one of the harder parts of your writing process? Sort of getting into that mindset if you like. Yeah,
1: because because I write from character point of view so um, yeah. definitely if you've got to get into the mindset of a character who's not very nice you've kind of got to see it from their point of view because that's even if like you're like oh no boo <laughs> go away <laughs> you really mean <laughs> um, you've kind of got to see it from their point of view so it's like being uncharacteristically evil
0: yeah <laughs> which isn't like you at all gem no, no. <laughs> um, people are surprised when they're, like,
1: yeah one of my friends said like she'd been reading it and she she messaged me and she was like beneath that happy-go-lucky exterior you have a very dark side <laughs> I was like, but yeah I mean I like to create empathy with the reader and yeah then if, some, you know, if, if, you, if you commit the character to someone that they're going to care about anyway, if something's happening to that character then there's the empathy there and That's then obviously it. it makes you want to carry on reading to hope that these people get their happy ending so it's Absolutely
0: yeah. and I think particularly with the way that you write in your character development, I as a reader and I'm sure I'm not the only one people get really invested in those characters and I can see and you will have seen from the reviews that you get you know people just need more and more and more of these characters because you re- because you get to know them so well in their personalities and yeah. you are you are invested in their story and what they do absolutely yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I definitely I think that's it. And I, I a lot of my friends say I leave a lot of things on cliffhangers, which is quite true. But it's kind of you want people to carry on reading.
0: Yeah,
1: and you want to give them the payoff at the end, so that's important as well. So especially with a book like mine, where there is a lot of heartache and getting to that point, you kind of you yeah know, want to keep reading because so like you know please be a happy ending. So, <laughs> does not <it> get any better? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely um but kind of on that no so in terms of the um like the inspiration for the book where where did that all all start
1: well when I was at I loved history at school like Mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite um subjects and I tried to take it to um a level but um there wasn't enough kings and queens I loved kings and queens and all that yeah. type of thing and there wasn't enough of that air level so I didn't end up carrying on with it but I loved history and it, in particular kings and queens and especially that period of like Henry VIII and all that type of thing I was I was really yeah. fascinated by that and so to that level I watched the Tudors which was on a good few years ago um yes yeah. and with uh, Jonathan Rees-Meyers um, and Jeremy Northam and, and um, so many people. There's so many people in it. But I watched that because I was like, oh, this I'll enjoy this because this is the era that I like. Yes. So I, um, I watched that and I really found the relationship between um, Henry VIII and Sir Thomas More I found that fascinating because here's this guy that he kind of trusts, but maybe this guy doesn't particularly agree with everything that Henry's doing. So wow. in he you know, he's kind of like battling with himself to say, well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to mess with him because I know what he's capable of, but at <laughs> the same point, I don't necessarily agree with what he's doing. And I thought that was quite a fascinating kind of thing to explore is that what if there's this confidant of the king who's known him since he was a young child and has always hoped that he'd grow up into this you know wonderful kind of leader slowly realizing that perhaps he's not that man and you know maybe he will have to do something about it so I think that was that was the most that was where the the inspiration came from and then it was kind of like Uh how how do you do that? And then that's where the love story came from. So the love story was secondary to this relationship between James and the king. And it was like, what what do you put in there to kind of make him see? And this yeah. was kind of like the perfect thing, really, to make him finally realise that maybe, maybe the king's not so
0: decent after all. That's it, yeah. Taking those rose-tinted glasses off a little bit. Um, but I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't read it, but it's an amazing amazing plot um and to be honest i reckon to be honest james was one of my favorite characters in it really
1: people say that
0: yeah um very complex character and i think and that i think the clever thing with the stars that guide your home is you've got obviously that main plot you maybe maybe it's the love story for some people maybe it's the friendship between i don't know any of them really but then you've also got the underlying um plots as well um and that's what's really lovely because it is it's love friendship hate it's everything isn't it yeah
1: yeah and james is that kind of neutral character who you know you, when you're seeing it from his point of view you're seeing it from from a neutral perspective really because obviously if you're looking at it from Sophia or Tom's point of view you've got their point of view or if you're looking from it from Edmund's point of view you've got his and yeah. then you've got James who's kind of in the middle and trying to work it out and um yeah. do that do the right thing but at the same point he's a man that doesn't want to lose his head so <laughs> no. he's like He's got to he's got to be careful himself because he's yeah. you know he's protective of his own life really so That's it. you know it's an interesting
0: theme dynamic definitely is and the title for the book where did that come from
1: that came from my friend Cassie um, who. We used to go to her house, have something to eat and then we'd sit outside, have a drink in the summer and like under the stars and stuff like yeah. that. And then just one day she said that she had been listening to a song. And this is when I should research before I, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to find which song it is and let you know, because. Um, <laughs> bear with me.
0: No, that's OK. So it kind of just came to you on a whim. It was Cassie,
1: more than anything, um, who said about um, this song, uh, Kiss the Rain by Billy Myers. It's quite an old song, uh, but there's a line in it that says, um, keep in mind we're under the same skies and the night is, and it's like that, and it, it was kind of like that that song she said you need to write a scene where you get those lyrics in or something like that yeah. so then I wrote the scene where uh, there's a scene in there where that is mentioned about being under even if people aren't yeah. together being under the same sky and knowing that that person's thinking about that person and then it just came from there really it was like oh that'd be a great kind of way into a title which yeah. was to say that that they will guide you home really and whatever home classes as whether it's this other person or Mm -hmm. an actual home or yeah no
0: well it was amazing because I know when we've the very beginning of your publishing journey you know manuscript well, manuscripts and titles change, but yours was submitted to us, and we just loved it so much. We were like, we couldn't possibly <laughs> even look at changing that because it's such a wonderful title, and it does it fits perfectly with the book. Um, now, d- from your writing, from your experience, what is probably the best advice you have been given about writing from anybody? Really, like, is it has it been quite a learning curve for you, or?
1: Well, I've written for years, but I've always written for myself, kind of like an anxiety release Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I never really let anyone read it. So it was kind of like my own little thing. And I always used to write um, fan fiction, which I still do. I still write fan fiction because not the dodgy kind. (laughs) There is a dodgy kind. I don't write that. Um, But um, because I never felt that I could create my own kind of characters or worlds or anything like that so with fan fiction it's easy because those characters and those worlds already exist it's just you're creating a new story for them um and then I just slowly started letting my friends Cassie again Cassie read my so many of my friends have read it like Jane, Cassie, Isla lots of friends have read it um but it was Cassie who actually said this is really good and i actually mentioned to her well i've got an idea for an original novel and she went do it just write it go on just yeah, write it just do it and and that wasn't this one actually this was the second one that i've um, written this the yeah. this one that i wrote before it um and it just kind of went from there so i think for me that was the it was someone saying no this is actually really good you need to try yeah. and push yourself and you know you, you're so good at you know writing characters that why can't you create your own and create your own worlds and stuff like that so it kind of came from from there really yeah,
0: yeah. and it's having that it's having that confidence from from someone else and, and believing in in your work isn't it I think that
1: like and, and and again for, for myself it's a case of I don't write in the right order if i if i've got an idea i'll stick it in and then i'll yeah. be like well i'll just i'll find a way to get from this to this because this is this is staying in and it's kind of like so i always say to people if you've got an idea it doesn't matter if it's like the start of an idea or the end of an idea i've often finished like written the end of stuff before i've written the start because yeah. yeah. then again you know where it's going so there's like yeah, if you're determined yeah. enough you're like well I will finish this because there's an ending there so
0: it's like that's
1: it yeah push yourself to it but I've never written in the right order and my friends felt like it was a brand new book when they finally got to read the stars that guide you in the right
0: as, order in, in the it. right
1: order <laughs> because I would just go read this <laughs> read this it's not it's nothing to do with the last part you read just read it <laughs> so uh-huh. when they read it all they're like oh that's where that fits in yeah. I see that. <laughs>
0: it all makes sense now (laughs) but that's it I think because then you know we acting as as your publishers and working with you very closely with editorial and, and that brings us quite nicely on to sort of talking a little bit about your publishing journey if you like um because it was it was a matter of we've got to look at the book as a whole thing and there were certain conversations that we had with yourself when we were talking about you know when we obviously gave you back a couple of edits, and it was that involvement from you where you said, I'm not like I need this certain part in, or you know, the ending a certain way, and that was a really nice way of you having control over that. Um, and us working with you to achieve that, yeah. Really. yeah. Um, but you know, in just so some of our readers, um, listeners, you know, whoever's watching, um, if they are writers or potentially want to look into um publishing a book can you maybe talk a little bit about your experience um or your publishing experience i know we i am your editor but it's fine you can say whatever you want um, no, no.
1: i mean like this came came about in in lockdown like i'd seen i i follow pippa on um instagram because yes. i've got emmy like like Pippa, Pippa does and yeah. I saw that obviously she'd gone through you guys so I started kind of looking into it that way and then I thought yeah. it's lockdown why the hell not just go for it which I did um and it wasn't a finished manuscript at that point it still needed a lot of filler bits putting in so then I yeah. quickly got those done it's amazing how quick you can do it if someone actually says oh no I actually quite like this it's good yeah so um so yeah that happened and then it's just been fantastic really there's been a lot of um conversation um from the very start like even with like what colors we wanted for the front cover and stuff like that it yeah. was all like discussed um and then with the edits especially it was um I don't know when it's your baby you're kind of like eh. um yeah very protective of it and like the first time we got it back I could kind of see where you were going with it but at the same point it was what I said earlier on which was that you want the payoff for the reader and I didn't necessarily feel that the way that it had been ended in the first edit you would get that payoff Mm feeling but again you've been fantastic you was like right you've got this many pages which was good for me as well because then it was like right I don't need this bit it's that's just me being flowery uh, you know I love it I don't want to yeah. get rid of it but I don't need it so then it you know um and then there was other parts where I could kind of say oh no yeah it doesn't you know doesn't need that but I, but I want this part in um and I was able to kind of have that real collaborative process with yourself yes to to and it was always really comfortable um having that process there was never a time when I felt like I couldn't ask for anything or I couldn't suggest anything I just it's yeah. been fantastic really and I think we've got a book now that is pretty much perfect yeah um for telling the story that I wanted it to tell so
0: yeah, absolutely no and, and it's been a pleasure working with you as well and it's you know I think I think any any publishing journey or journey as a writer and an author you know ever-changing you're ever-evolving um and it's learning about yourself as a writer and an author you know what where your give is you know what you're yeah. happy to look into you know because as you said it is a collaboration. Um, and it's certain parts where it was you understanding and us understanding how to make that scene or that ending whatever it may have been yeah. um, the best that it can be and as you said we are 100% happy with it you know and it, it ends perfectly um, and it is it's that constant conversation really um, which obviously has produced it well yeah. its glory um, but in terms of you know, if there were was a book to follow, um, you know, a sequel or whatever, do you feel like your writing would be slightly different this time around in terms of what you've learned from the first book? Or
1: I definitely say, sir, so. I definitely, having um, been through like the publishing and editing process, mm-hmm. I'm a lot. Um, more aware of when I'm being flowery and perhaps not kind of needing those those parts in it and like I said this was the second book that I'd written so I went back and looked at my first one and I did a lot of kind of edits and you know took out bits that weren't necessarily needed so it's definitely changed my um the way that I write and I think about writing now and you know stopping myself from being too too flowery and
0: um yeah more cutthroat like no
1: yeah which is hard especially when you write from
0: like point
1: of view because I enjoy writing internal monologues that's kind of my favorite kind of thing and sometimes I can go a little bit too too long with them and it's kind of like no you need to like hold it back a little bit and yeah I've definitely learned a lot for sure
0: amazing and do you what would your advice be to a writer working on their first book
1: again it's look at it for, it's hard because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I like I'd say always write with the payoff for the reader in mind yeah if you're gonna build Good a advice. story if you're gonna build a story make sure that the payoff's worth it because yes. there's so many books that you can read where you're really invested in it and then you get to the end and then it's like yeah yeah. You know, it's, the, it's the same with TV as well. I mean, like, Line of Duty's just been on. There's so many people that are kind of disappointed. but And then yeah. there's other people that aren't as disappointed. So I suppose yeah. you can't always please everyone. You're
0: never going to please You're everyone. never
1: going to. And it's like, um, that's the hard thing as well, yes. is is accepting that. But I think if you just kind of, like, write, if you've got, like, the story and you know where you want it to go, just make sure that that payoff is there at the end. But yeah. Just be mindful when you may be going a little bit too long in a chapter or too long in one part and trying to go, oh, no, wait. Don't really need that. I need to, to yeah. cut it back a bit. But it is hard. It is so it hard. Is. Because when you love your characters so much, you want to kind of...
0: You want to give their story justice.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You want You want to give all of your characters the justice that they like deserved and it's just about being mindful when you're doing that but I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not it is really hard
0: (laughs) it is it is but you know that's in as I said you know you've got this beautiful spine now of you know it's the perfect book (laughs) that you can read perfect novel and it's just so nice it's nice to have it physically like physically in your hand as well definitely Um, But that's it, and it's It's just a matter of, you know, knowing when to cut and when not to, you know, when to flower it up a bit and when not to. And it's, as you said, as a writer, you get invested in your own characters, but you also have to be always mindful that as much as we want to write for ourselves, we want the readers to, it's the readers, and it's that first-time read for someone that's going to be the most important, really. Exactly. Um, so that's yeah it's really important now I've got a couple of questions aside from the stars that guide you home uh, just to round up our lovely podcast Um, so if you were to write a spin-off about a side character which would you pick? okay
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so um this is hard. So, what, one of my characters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to write Annalise's story, I think, because yes. you, you, you get snippets of her story, um, but you don't really get the, the full picture. But um, the snippets I think are enough. A lot of people like Annalise as well, so I think the but snippets Annalise, are, yeah. are enough because she she comes from such a um, she comes from such a tough kind of
0: you could tell. there's a story.
1: Yeah, there's definitely tell. a story. Definitely a story there. So yeah, I think definitely Annalise. And I'm, on the same point. You've got Tom, who's kind of been this wanderer all of his life, yeah. and you kind of wonder how he kind of survived from. Yeah you know so yeah. they've both kind of got these stories which are quite similar which would be very interesting to 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 look at um, Yeah, yeah from a side perspective yeah definitely
0: perfect and if you could spend a day with another popular author who would you choose
1: Jojo Moyes because um me before you I've got one of my tattoos is a quote from me before you just live well just live um, and oh. I have met Jojo Moyes and showed her my tattoo, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh my god, I get mum guilt now." She was like, <laughs> she was like "What have you done?" <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I did. I met her at the premiere for *Me Before You*, um, and she is lovely. But that *Me Before You* is one of the first books that ever made me full on sob like my heart oh. out, and I like that. I am someone who wants my readers to kind of cry yeah. at my book. Uh, I'd love to spend time with her. Plus, I know she has like rescue dogs and horses and cats, and so I think we'd get on like really well because,
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and the- she she did send me a um,
1: she sent me an email once. Um, really. Well, I emailed her. Um, it was, um, it was whilst the, the film for me before you was out and stuff, and I, I emailed her and I said about doing my writing and she gave me some really nice kind of advice and kind of good that's luck for, for writing. So, yeah, that's that's definitely Jojo Moyes.
0: Amazing. And for anyone listening that doesn't know, Gemma does... Do you, so you volunteer at the Whole Animal Welfare
1: I volunteer. Um, I used to work there before yeah. my uh, I had to leave because of my ME. I couldn't yeah. do the the shifts anymore. Um, but I still volunteer there. Um, I go and I sit with the dogs, or I take them on the paddock, or uh, my specialism is um feral kittens or kittens that are semi feral and need someone to go in and hold them and not be scared of being scratched too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But um, I don't mind doing that they'll sit and hiss and spit at me and I'm just like oh just pack it in I'll just sit with them and calm them down and it's such a nice feeling when you kind of um, see the progress that they've made from being this little hissy spitty thing in a corner to actually wanting to come and get cuddles and stuff so yeah but yeah I generally go um, every Sunday with my mum and we go and yeah just spend some time there so it's, it's nice
0: amazing No, that is lovely and they're and they're stocking your book as well
1: they are they're stocking my book in the reception um because um i will be donating a a profit from the sales to whole animal welfare because they do incredible work so i just felt it was something i could
0: do absolutely no it's amazing cause it really is and just to end on what's what's next really how is, you know, what's next for author life? So have you got anything in the calendar or you know, where can our listeners um find you on social media, purchase your book, anything like that?
1: So um I'm on I'm on all social, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, either Gemma Robinson Author or Gemma Writes. Instagram and Twitter and Gemma Robinson yeah. author on Facebook um, www. Uh, yeah. uk is my website where you can get um, my book from um, but it's also available um, Waterstones online and numerous other book sales, sellers online um, the, hopefully Waterstones in Hull are going to be stocking some physical copies as well um, I'm hoping to get in touch with Hull libraries to do something um hopefully COVID permitting a little yes. bit later in the year and I'm also hoping to be at one of the book fairs with the Lincolnshire authors um page yeah. um who I was involved in when they did the um World well Book Day World Book Day yeah yeah so I'm hoping to be at one of those um bit later in the year maybe the Christmas one I think so I haven't yeah. quite decided yet but one of the ones later in the year. Um. I've just sent you guys my first manuscript, the one that I wrote before, The Stars That Guide You here. That's another potential one that's in the pipeline. That's a fantasy novel. And then in this head, there's some sort of circus going on, which I'm still trying to get my head around. But a circus story. Is in the works somewhere in here.
0: Whoa, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what
1: happens. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I've got the ending, so I will get there, but it's just when I'll get there. It's just, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting story that I've got. And from the bits my friends have read in the particular order, they think it's another good one. So we'll <laughs> see how we go.
0: <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gemma, for your thank time. You. And it's been lovely speaking with you. And everyone stay tuned for what's coming next yep definitely